This week, SmugMug and Flickr have announced a brand new initiative called the Flickr Foundation. It's an independent, community-focused organization committed to preserving Flickr's massive library of billions of images and stewarding this cultural treasure for future generations to come. Joining me today to discuss are SmugMug, Flickr, and now TWIP Chief Operating Officer Ben McCaskill and Executive Director of the Flickr Foundation, George Oates. Ben has spent the last 20 years of his career building online experiences for passionate photographers. And George Oates is a designer and entrepreneur and has worked online since 1996. She was the first designer of Flickr from its launch until 2008 and returns as the first executive director of the new Flickr Foundation. And with that, let's dive into the interview. Welcome back to another episode of This Week in Photo. I am your host, Frederick Van Johnson. Today, the two people that you see on your screen with me are the folks that are behind the newly launched, relaunched Flickr Foundation that we're going to be discussing and diving in on the show today. The Inside Baseball, if you haven't heard the news, This Week in Photo, the podcast that you're listening to or watching right now, is now part of the Smug Mug Flickr trifecta. And I have the, I don't have the inside scoop on what's going on here purposely. I could have had it, but I didn't get it purposely so that I could come into this interview fresh. So let's start this off. So George and Ben, welcome to the show. Thank you guys for taking the time to do this. It's been a ridiculous, crazy week. And we're right on the heels or the beginning of the holiday season here with Christmas right around the corner. Yeah, you guys decided to launch this big world-changing thing right now. So that's a topic for the interview. But before we dive into the interview, let's just talk about not all the hell that you put everybody through to get this thing out the door. Let's talk about the Flickr acquisition. Ben, let's dive in with that. Years ago, Smug Mug made the decision to purchase or acquire Flickr, which for almost my entire or a large part of my photographic career was known as the operating system for photographers. The de facto community, the de facto sharing site, Flickr was a just it, right? Like I said, the operating system. And then stuff happened. I'm skipping over a lot. A lot of things happened. And then Smug Mug bought Flickr. Yeah, just a little bit. Just a little bit happened. So take us through that piece of it. Why did Smug Mug purchase Flickr? What was the main goal of that acquisition? Yeah, I'm with you. Like when we launched Smug Mug, it was only about two years later that Flickr launched. And so it's been this huge part of our industry right basically from the beginning. Like you, I've met a lot of amazing photographer friends over the years on Flickr. And it's just been this important part of our industry. And so after Yahoo got in distress, Verizon bought Yahoo, and there's I'm skipping over a whole lot of stuff here, but we heard that kind of as Verizon was digesting all of Yahoo, they were carving up bits and mostly shutting them down. And we heard some rumors that Flickr was probably going to get shut down, which seemed hard for us to believe. Like, how do you yeah. shut down Flickr, not sell Flickr? We went to Yahoo, we said, hey, Listen, we'd love to buy Flickr. We can't imagine an internet without Flickr. We can't imagine what happens to all those communities, those photographers, and those photos. And so super long story, some wonderful people at Yahoo agreed. They helped us go through the whole process. We bought Flickr, did the completely wild migration, all of that sort of stuff, right? We bought it really to keep it online. We thought there was a really good business there, but nobody else did. And so we took a leap of faith. 
as much as anything from our passion for photography and just trying to imagine the hole that would be left in the internet there if Flickr was gone. It's really as simple as that. We weren't competing against anyone that I know of. Nobody else wanted to bid on Flickr. And then, you know, publicly since then, Verizon has talked about the fact that they probably should have just shut it down. Wow. It really was a labor of love of trying to save this photography treasure. Yeah, and it's important. And thank you for doing that. It's a, like I said, Flickr, it, having this conversation, even having this conversation with me being part of the company 10 years ago, 15 years ago, yeah. when all this stuff was going on, seems fantastical, right? Because right. Flick, Flickr is this giant behemoth. And George, I want to talk to you about that. You were with Flickr back in the day, right? And I think you and I may have overlapped time at Yahoo after the acquisition. I was there for a while. Yeah, clearly you were in much more senior position than I was back there. But tell me about your lineage with Flickr and that led to the birth of the Flickr Foundation. I was there from day zero. Yeah. I was lucky enough to get a job at Ludicorp in Vancouver before it was even Flickr. And we did this pivot back in 2003 from making it this weird little game called Game Never. And we realized that wasn't going to make any money, basically. <laughs> and then Stuart came to the office one day and with this idea to change it into a photo sharing website. That was back in 2004 when we launched. So yeah, I was the lead designer at Flickr from 2004. And I went through a few different jobs. But in 2008, I started a program there because basically we got an, e an email from the Library of Congress saying, we're looking for somewhere to share our photographs on the web that isn't loc.gov, the Library of Congress website. We've mm -hmm. been happily sharing about a million photographs for about 10 years. So they had this vast collection on loc.gov, but nobody was really going there. So they were looking for a, what's called a Web 2.0 part and they chose Flickr. So that was just an interesting signal on its own that the Library of Congress wanted to come on board to Flickr.com. But anyway, that, in 2008, I began a program called the Flickr Commons, which was it had heritage in its mind. It was about getting historical photography collections to be shared in the Flickr.com context in the hope that not only photography fans, regular Flickr members might be able to enjoy firstly, but also perhaps contribute um, information to the description of those photographs. And fast forward to 2020, Ben wrote to me a couple of years after they'd taken on Flickr and he wrote to me and said, would you like to come back and work on Flickr Commons with us? Because we love the program. We love what it stands for. Yeah. And we're, we're interested in this sort of long-term thinking and the historical nature of it. Let's get it going again. And I said, yes, that sounds great. <laughs> yeah. What a great move, though. So just to put a, a box around it, the Flickr Foundation is, or what isn't it? So we're... <laughs> Flickr isn't launching stock photography that, and that's all your base belong to us kind of thing. Upload your photos. So it's not that. So can you, Ben, can you assuage those, that line of thinking a little? Yeah, I think George touched on it perfectly. It's this, it's rooted in heritage. Yeah. It's rooted in thinking about the importance of historical journey through this life and planet and all of that. Photography is the way we're telling those stories so much these days. We have all of this historic photography in the Flickr Commons and far more of it that's not yet in the Flickr Commons out there in the world. Library of Congress is a phenomenal partner and there's the National Archives of Ireland and on uploading this photography from hundreds of years ago or more than a hundred years ago that is public domain, it's historic, it's all that, you know, sort of stuff. 
And George, as in our earliest conversations, began to challenge me to think, isn't the stuff being uploaded to Flickr now going to be historic? Eventually, we did a partnership to give even more kudos to the Library of Congress, who, again, have been really amazing partners with us. But during the early days of the pandemic, we did a partnership with the Library of Congress where we started to curate modern galleries of life during a historic pandemic. We all know that those early days of 2020 will be an important historical record. They're already an important historical record. But imagine 100 years from now, 200 years from now, how important that will be. So we started to think about what our role in telling that history is in a hundred years or even in a few decades. And that's really the heart and soul of what the foundation is thinking about how these stories we're telling through photography will matter forever. Yeah. And that's the thing. So as a, from a user perspective, I'm a Flickr customer member have been so since, I don't know, since the, there were two zeros in, after 2000 <laughs> or two after the two. So how does, how, if I'm taking photos, right. And I'm uploading photos into Flickr back in the day, I think that the mindset has changed now that people are uploading their best shots and all that. But back in the day, George, you remember back in the day, it was like, here's everything I shot on this beach adventure that I did with this model or whatever. Please, Flickr community, tell me which ones you think is best. So if in that world, and there's still a lot of that stuff up there. So in that world, yeah, in that world, is it, are we, like, what is going into the foundation? Is it a curated process? Is it whatever you upload is now archived into this permanent space capsule forever and ever? And your great grandson will be able to see this picture of your foot from your library? Or are we doing something a little bit more surgical? George, can you describe that? It's still early days. I'll just start there. We don't have a definite roadmap for the relationship between the holdings kept on Flickr.com today and what may make its way to Flickr.org at some point. But I think it's perhaps useful to, to just give some numbers. The Flickr Commons collection is only in the millions. There's only a few million photographs from museums and libraries. And then we've got Creative Commons, which is a copyright license that you can assign to your photographs to teach people how you're okay with them to use it. There's about, I think, half a billion, correct me if I'm wrong, Ben, half a billion, something like that, photographs licensed in that way. And then there's many billions of other photographs that are in the broader collection. And some of those might be private, some of them might be just for friends only, that kind yeah. of stuff. So the, the the huge corpus is really the prize here. And I think that that's really what we're trying to think about in terms of trying to create a public domain more proactively for the folks in future generations. So what we're thinking is we might be able to start creating techniques using that Flickr Commons corpus, just those few million photographs as our kind of Petri dish, if you like, think through techniques and ways to deep key photographs or selected photographs. And then we might extend those some strategies to outer rings, if you like, of the broader collection. It's interesting, even overnight, I've had a couple of emails from folks who saw the launch and their reaction was, I don't want my photographs kept forever. Please don't do that. Which is absolutely a fair reaction. I thought an interesting one where people just presumed that we'd be archiving the whole thing, but I don't think that's the right approach. I think selective and curated archiving to deep keep is the sort of approach I think we're leaning towards. 
Yeah, I like that. And I think the part of my question as a user, I would have had the same question, right? It's a natural reaction. Like, I don't want pictures of my daughter's birthday archived. Or maybe, I don't know. So even that, even that question, things that I don't want archived, maybe I do want them archived. Where does the decision lie? Like, who, is there a curation board? Or is, like you mentioned, Creative Commons, I can elect to assign a Creative Commons license to a set of images. And that automatically tells who's ever viewing that image what the permissions are for usage of that image. Is the is there an analog to Flickr Commons as well or to the Flickr Foundation where as a user I can go in and say, yes, this photo of the Golden Gate Bridge is archive worthy. I want it archived. Do I have that power or does it have to go to another sort of curation process, George? Again, this is still very much in discussion and we're wanting feedback about this particular question because it's a really, very good one. But Flickr and its various owners over the years. Yeah, but in, in terms of who makes the choice of what to archive, what we're dealing with on Flickr is it's user generated. It's an archive created by millions of citizens, millions of people. So... It's a role for professionals in there, I think, the professional archivists and curators to, to make selections. But you can also refer to the project that Ben mentioned where the Library of Congress and, in fact, many other cultural institutions around the world during COVID said, this is an important historical event. We'd like to collect your impressions of it. So it was a, a nice blend in those situations between humans out there in the world and cultural professionals working together to make a historical record. And I think that's the sweet spot. Yeah, it's important. And I think time, over time, this is like wine, right? Over time, the importance of the collection gets, get, it becomes more and more apparent. You know, like wine gets better or turns to vinegar, but it gets better, it gets better over time. Ben, what do you think about it? Yeah, exactly. Good vinegar. Ben, what do you think about the whole, like what the selection process and all that? Yeah, I mean, hey. I think, Frederick, but I think it's worth pointing out, you know, for 20 years now, we've been built by photographers for photographers, right? How we got started, we've, we care, like, you're going to be hard pressed to find many companies who care more about copyright and ownership and really the control of their photos than we are. And so we think of it in that point of view, right? Copyright is incredibly important. We have a lot of professional photographers and a lot of artists who want to control their copyright as well. We allow tools such as Creative Commons, which we've called out a few times to allow you to openly share your content. But copyright does eventually expire. That's the whole concept of the public domain, right? Gatsby mm-hmm. just re-entered the public or entered the public domain for the first time a handful of years ago. It now belongs to the world, right? This story of Great Gatsby. Photos are the same way. The photos that Library of Congress and these other organizations are uploading right now to the Flickr Commons at one point had a copyright. Some of them were taken by professional photographers, other were taken by hobbyists or newspapers or who knows, right? But now they belong to all of us. And that's the timeline we're looking at, which is the photos that we're taking now, someday will be passed away and gone. Our photos will be public domain, whether we want it to or not. That's just the way it works. That's just what happens with copyright over time. And so we're thinking about when that happens. And I think there's some pretty important steps that we as a platform should probably take in that meantime that we're investigating and understanding legacy controls, right? When we were building these internet services 20 years ago, we didn't really think about decades and passing away and that sort of stuff. But okay, what happens when you when you pass away? I think it's important to have the ability to define what should happen to my Flickr account, what should happen to my public photos, my private photos. 
do you want your photos to be preserved forever? That's a question you just posed. And it's an important one that I think customers should be able to define. And can they, can they dedicate them to the public domain earlier through a mechanism like Creative Commons? That's a legal question we haven't yet answered it. We're exploring with the greater open community, but that's the idea of, I would love for our customers to be able to determine what the future there is and whether we enter tens of billions of photos from the last few years into the public domain in 80 more years or not it is a big question it might be tens of billions or customers might opt down to a much smaller number than that and then archivists and curators and and all of these wonderful digital librarians have all of this collection to work with. So it's a big question and we don't have answers. That's a very roundabout way of saying we don't have answers, but it's really interesting to think about. And I think it still ties directly into the realm of copyright and user control. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And on that, it's just the, we can bring George on the screen here too. It is the, again, putting on my photographer hat, right? And thinking of this from, okay, I've come back from a shoot. What would I want to have happen now that I know that this is possible and that there is this longevity component to what's possible on Flickr? My personal, you know, selfish view of what I would love to see is, you know, like I said before, I don't want everything up there because some of my shots are most, I would argue, are my shots are going to be crap, right? So I don't, do they need to be archived? But still, on that, the most of the shots are crap kind of idea, that is subjective. Because if it's a shot yeah. of, right, George, like if it's a shot, a friend of mine loves to do rocket launch photography, long exposures and all that. And we don't know what's news, right? So next week, a mundane rudimentary launch that he shot, no one cares about. And now something crazy happens with SpaceX or whatever. And now suddenly that shot is important and newsworthy. It reminds me of, you may remember back in the whole Clinton administration, the whole Monica Lewinsky scandal, and there was one photo in there. I think there was only one photo of President Clinton and Monica Lewinsky together in a crowd that the photographer that had shot that had to go dig through his archive to find that photo, which became an iconic photo of that entire era. He didn't know. He just thought it was another random person in the crowd and he took the picture. It was a throwaway shot. So George, how do right. the, like my selfish view would be, sure, I want a Creative Commons kind of flow where I can say, yes, whatever I upload, I don't even want to think about it. It's just Creative Commons, use it if you want to. If I put it over here, that's stuff that I don't want in Creative Commons. Maybe it's client-based or something, but all my fun stuff and experimental Creative Commons. And I'd want that kind of flow, but then I put on my marketer hat and I'm thinking, I'm putting on your shoes, George. I'm thinking, that's a lot of photos, right? Over the planet. Right now, the Flickr library, I would imagine has, I don't know the number, but it has an, I would argue an uncountable number of photos in there currently oh, yeah. with more being ingested, even during this conversation, an uncountable number being ingested during this conversation. How do you do that? Like, how do you look at that massive amount of data subjectively and say, yeah, this is going in. I know you said it's a work in progress, but my thinking from a selfish photographer standpoint would be, yes, I want everything I put in this gallery to, to be archived forever, but then there's another filter in there. I don't know if it's an AI filter or if it's human-based that looks at that stuff and says, yes, you, but not this picture of Frederick's big toe. How do you, how do you handle that? Are you, is there, or is, are we working that out right now, George? 
Oh, we're absolutely working that out right now. Yeah. But one, one idea that we've had, which I think might be illustrative is to do something in a rhythm. So perhaps once every year, maybe on the Flickr Foundation's birthday, which is the 12th of May, could have a deep keep ritual of some kind. I know this is sounding a little woo-woo. The idea would be that everybody with a Flickr account perhaps could nominate one picture or some small amount, a small number of pictures that they think are worthy of deep keeping for that year. You could start this rhythm of creating an annual archive that was treated very differently to all of the rest of the photos that live on Flickr.com. These selected pictures, selected by Flickr members, could be really given the full treatment of digital preservation, perhaps put into archival repositories around the world. We could make lots of copies of them and all that type of stuff. But the point is... It would be a very careful selection by the creators of the photograph to make that hard decision themselves in their collection. So it wouldn't even be maybe a gallery. Maybe it'd just be like, imagine Frederick, could you pick a single photo that you've taken in 2022 that you really think is a good one and you really think is worthy? Any shot of my daughter. Yeah, no. <laughs> but no, I'm being flippant. But you know, absolutely. Yeah, you. I think I can, but it's subjective, right? So... I think I can pick in yeah. there, but I don't know. In my my photos, what I think is great may not be great. What I think is newsworthy may yeah. not be newsworthy. And current Frederick doesn't know what future Frederick knows, right? And I want to yeah. safeguard it. I want to protect future Frederick as best I can from this current point in time. Yeah, I know what you mean. But then I think to a certain degree, we can rest on the really robust and resilient technology that Flickr.com rests on right now. There's redundancy all over the place. It's a very stable system. It's consumer-grade software that's been around for almost 20 years. It's not going to fall over. Yeah. I also want to mention that I can see you, Ben, just one sec. It's one of the programs in the Flickr Foundation is called New Curators. And the provocation of that program is we don't care if curators are humans or machines. I just wanted to respond to your offhand chat about maybe AI would select yeah. the most important photos in Flickr.com. And personally, that's, a, that's an area of work that I'm quite interested in is understanding the activity and the attention that it is given to photographs on Flickr by people other than the owner to determine its what we call interestingness. Maybe that could create another slice of the archive that sort of machine generated archive of stuff that the crowd has deemed interesting in any one year. Yeah. And on that, George, you brought up the whole idea of infrastructure. And Ben, maybe you can take this on the infrastructure side of the house, again, as a photographer, uploading to a cloud-based software as a service or a service, there's always the the elephant in the room. Is it going to be around tomorrow? And a lot of people have that about Flickr, right? They're like, Flickr, what's going on? Are they there? I know they got acquired and Yahoo bought them. And, you know, what's happening? Is it safe to put to trust in Flickr, to put all my images up there, which is, I think, the underlying foundation of this conversation, right? Foundation, no pun intended. So the underlying foundation is the infrastructure there to stay, A, and then B, sure, if we take it that the infrastructure is locked down and run on robust systems, what about the business of Flickr? Is Flickr itself going to some way just vanish and go away and all this work that I've done building my library and my following and all this is some... I don't know. Is some billionaire going to come in and buy it and then trash it, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, 
<laughs> then maybe that's the question for you. What do you think? Yeah, no, I think that's a question for me. And I think it's really valid concerns, right? Flickr's had a lot of ups and downs and we're what? I guess the fourth owner, if you count the founders and founding team in the beginning and then Yahoo and then Verizon and then uh, us. And at a few stops along the way, the future was definitely in doubt. I think that's a, a fair question. And then we had a big turnaround to do there was a reason nobody else wanted to buy Flickr. It was a staggeringly money-losing business. We bought it out of passion and probably business foolishness, foolishness, but we got to work making it a sustainable business. Yeah. Something most people listening probably don't know well enough about us. We're a family-run private business. We are what's called certified evergreen, which is we are 100% private and we are focused on this ideology of an evergreen business that can make it to 100 years and beyond. And an external independent board of auditors have looked through the way we run our business and have officially certified us as, yeah, we think they're building this to where it will be around in a hundred years. So from the business point of view, I think we're doing it in all the ways we know how to do it right to make sure that longevity exists. Touch back on the technology side, we are the earliest pioneers, literally the earliest pioneers. We're customer number one of AWS and have driven a lot of work with Amazon and AWS in this side. But we've also, even before that, we pioneered consumer subscription services and SaaS. Yeah. This is something that that is from the very beginning been a feature for us on SmugMug. We started because another service, which will remain unnamed, lost our photos and we just built our personal photos. And we built this company so that we don't do that. To get into deep technical discussions, that's a better topic for Don, our CEO. But we're in multiple disaster regions. We are replicated all over the place. It would take a real global catastrophe of unprecedented scale to damage our technical infrastructure the way we've currently built it. It's absolutely a consideration. We can't sit here talking about a foundation and 100-year plans if we haven't already built the business to be here in 100 years. Guess what? We're not for sale. Plenty of people have tried it. There's no billionaire with enough money to convince us to do it. So hopefully, and, and I guess beyond hope, active work towards making sure that our business, that our tech, that our photos are still around. Yeah, that's great. So, and that's one of the reasons why I wanted to be involved in the company because of that passion and the longevity and the history and the, all the things that go into making the company kind of the advocate. I want to say for photographers, I feel like this company is going to be around long after I'm gone. And after all of us are gone, the company yeah. will, will be forging on and being innovative. So looking at that, I want to switch the conversation over to, this is not a conversation about the competitive landscape or any of that stuff, but what others are doing in the industry, other photography companies and all the upheaval and all that stuff that's happening, which is frankly always happening, right? But Right now, it's in the spotlight. What the what is the core competency of a the Flickr kind of ecosystem that is let's call it more robust or better than other places that are uploading images that people are uploading their images to? Do we have a sort of a ace in the hole there? Is Amazon or AWS the ace in the hole, or like what makes us different? What makes Flickr different and more trustworthy? than the also rands out there. Yeah, listen, Amazon's been a great partner for us, as I've mentioned, but I really think the ace in the hole is how long we've been doing this. We have been building and refining our image storing and rendering technology 
for 20 years. We have pioneered a lot of the techniques that other companies are using, which I'm proud of. I think that's great for all of our industry. The less photos being lost, we have a strong track record. You can go back and see a lot of news stories of us saving other platforms as they were in the process of deleting photos. So I think it's good for the whole industry. But we have built that out over such a long period of time with such a long future-looking return on that investment that I really feel very confident we're a long ways ahead of, of almost everybody else there. That's actually the only thing that really made the Flickr acquisition possible. We were able to take everything that we had built for SmugMug for the, at that point, what, 16 years before, and quickly let Flickr use that. There was no way we would have been able to bring Flickr online the way we did as fast as we did if it wasn't for that. Flickr is using the storage and rendering and displaying technology that we've built for SmugMug long before we had any idea that we would have the opportunity to build and run Flickr or to buy and run Flickr. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. That's a whole other interview in and of itself because the, that rocky road and George, you should probably be part of that as well. Just the ebb and flow of Flickr and that roller coaster that you've literally been on since 2004. What, what did that look like? There's so much, there's so much that to ask about this. The, one of the directions I wanted to take this in is just the, where there's two, two directions. The first one is the commitment of the sort of smug mug overarching company to this project, right? Is this a project where, you know, Ben, you, the COO said, hey, I have an idea, let's do this. Let me get on the horn and call George, see if this makes sense, do it. It's off into the races and that plate is spinning and you go off to other things, or is this, is this a funded thing that's going to be, that obviously it's real, but what, how real is it, I guess I'm getting at? Is it funded and we're just serious about it for the long haul, or is it more of a project kind of flavor of the month? I know the answer to this, so I'm teeing it up. Yeah, so. leading us a bit. <laughs> yeah, I'm setting the ball on the T-ball stand for you. <laughs> yeah, beautiful. And I give huge credit to George, so I definitely want to let George add anything after this, because George really pushed me to think about this bigger. We started as a project. George is the reason we have built a foundation and not just an internal project to to work on this. The money has all come from us so far, um, and we will continue to fund and invest. And we have employees across the entire company pitching in and passionate about this, and we will do everything we can to make this successful. We also challenged ourselves to think about how close did Flickr come to being lost due to bad business decisions. I've already talked about how much we try to make sure our business will be around. But if this foundation is to be successful, it also needs to be successful if for some reason the business gets in distress. So we have rolled the foundation as a as a 501c3, a charitable nonprofit here in the United States as an independent organization. The money has come from us so far, but we have very generous donors who are looking to contribute to projects. We're very excited to announce some of those. We're still seeking other donors and community participation Having its own source of funding outside of our company will enable us to guarantee the future of the foundation, regardless of the business. And hopefully those two are intertwined successfully for the next century. But we're also contingency planning here. That's part of the whole idea of how do we make sure this survives? But I'd love to throw it directly over to George because really so much of this has been her thinking. Yeah, George, what are your thoughts on that? Thank you, Ben. Yeah, the whole idea for the foundation sprang from this sort of vulnerability that this enormous collection has 
in the hands of a corporation. And we're lucky now that Ben and his brother Don have taken Flickr into their house, so to speak, and shored it up and made it stronger than it was living under Verizon and Yahoo. But the fact remains, and this is where the foundation, it's good for the foundation to be a little independent because it lets me say stuff like it's this huge collection is still potentially under threat because the collection lives in a market. And that's the reason why libraries and museums and archives often outlive companies is because they don't live in corporate world. They don't live in the corporate world, which is, and their mission is forever where companies don't really speak in forever terms that much. And the other part of what the foundation is trying to address is what are the steps that the company can or should be starting to take in order to become actual infrastructure instead of just technological infrastructure? What if it starts to become actual sort of public internet infrastructure for a visual commons on the internet? What does that even, what does it need to be able to do in order to sort of allow that? And For what it's worth, I think this question doesn't just apply to photographs and images that live in Flickr. All these other big web platforms that now have billions of things in them too, YouTube, Reddit, all these giant web services are where we're storing our stuff. That's another secret hope of mine. This work that the foundation and the company are doing together might actually be informative for other web platforms to start thinking a bit differently about their own futures and their own treasures and making sure that they're looked after too. Yeah, no, it's critical. And I think from the, one of the things that photographers, and I'm sure both of you guys know this, but the whole idea that your images don't really exist unless they exist in three places, right? You back you're on your computer and then backed up in two separate places, <laughs> ideally one in the cloud and one offsite. But then I feel like we're adding a fourth place to that now where they need to not all of your photos, but select photos that are historic who need to, that needs to be part of the conversation this longevity and infrastructure piece that we're building. Because you're right, George, the most of, if I sit back, I was telling you before we started recording, we lost power and internet over the weekend. And I can't tell you how much of an impact, you don't realize how much you rely on digital stuff until you don't have it. And all of our stuff is digital, even like in the old days, when I first started shooting back in the eighties, right? The, it was film and even that was, there was discussions about archival film and how long will a print last? They say it'll last a hundred years if you keep it out of the sun, but who can prove that? There are all these discussions going on about archival and now we're attacking it head on and saying, okay, this stuff needs, this is important. These data are important and this company is taking steps to make sure that it's here well beyond our lifespans. So with that, how do people, George, how do people get involved with the Flickr Foundation? I know on the website, I'll bring it up here. You have a donation form up here. People yes. can donate Thank and you. keep it going. <laughs> yeah, Ben mentioned that yeah. there were donors and all that. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, sure. We thought to ourselves just a couple of weeks ago, oh, we're going to be sending emails out to everybody to tell them about the new website. Let's make sure that there's a way for folks to support what we're up to. But yeah, that's a very sim- that's a very simple way for people to help us is by making a donation and every little bit helps. But I mean, I think just what we need at the moment is input. If people are interested in this question of long-termness of their digital lives, let me know because we we just want we just want opinions and like I was saying, it was great overnight to get emails from folks who are already beginning to question 
the need for this and all that type of stuff. So it's just great to hear from people. But I think the Flickr Foundation's first priority is still the Flickr Commons program. It's yeah. going to be our job in 2023 to do that kind of shoring up and making sure that all the Commons members feel like they're being looked after. We want to also develop governance around the program. Our main priority for 2023 is to look after the Flickr Commons program. We want to make sure that all the current members, there's about just over 100 institutions in the Commons today. We want to reach out to everybody and make sure that they know that the Flickr Commons is being reawakened. And we also want to figure out how to invite more institutions to join the Flickr Commons so we can just increase the size of the collection. And you sort of we're like a tiny weeny little startup. We're probably going to have a team of maybe five or 10 people for the foreseeable future. So we'll be very small and hoping that we can make things that prompt questions really about what digital longevity actually means to engage not only the Flickr membership, other folks in who are working on the digital platforms, just raise questions about this and try to, try to get serious. Yeah. Make it less risky. What is it? What does the hiring situation look like? Is the foundation hiring and growing in that way? I hear there are a lot of tech refugees out there in the valley right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But to be honest, we've got fairly modest hiring plans because actually I believe scaling too quickly is also a risky strategy. So we have modest hiring plans. I've got a spreadsheet with about 12 or 15 positions in it that we might hire over the next one to two years. So if you go to flickr.org, there's four positions listed briefly there now, which we expect to open in January. I'm just trying to build the very first small crew of the Flickr Foundation. And I'm hoping to work with those four or five other folks for a few months just to get to know each other, get to know the problem space, make a few things together, publicize them, and then figure out as a group of four or five how we'd like the team to expand. Yeah. So yeah, we I'm not a fan of scale up, scale everything, scale arama, because I actually think that's quite a destructive approach. So I'd like to, I'm very comfortable with moving slowly. And that also makes our funding requirements more modest, which I'm happy about as well. Yeah, very good. Very good. Hey, Ben, I want to throw it to you just to round out the conversation and and bring the other company into the room, right? SmugMug, which is, if I look at it from a consumer standpoint, again, SmugMug pro, prosumer, people that are running businesses, that ilk of people, Flickr on the other side. There's obviously significant gray area and overlap, but consumer, hobbyist, that, that kind of flow. How do how does the Flickr Foundation play on the SmugMug side, especially considering SmugMug has this feature called SmugMug Source, where you can upload a ton of your stuff to and have it just stay there? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think to throw back to George's point on going slow, we don't know yeah. we're figuring it out. We had a sad passing of one of our earliest community members on SmugMug in the last year. Mm. Somebody who's been with us from the very beginning or pretty close. And as they knew their time was coming, they had changed their SmugMug site to indicate that they would like their photos to be used however somebody wanted them to be used. The Creative Commons is a great way to do that now. But basically saying, I've had fun making photography. They made a living with photography. But now that they've passed away, they want those photos to still be used, to be remembered, to, to bring joy and discovery and 
that sort of thing. Right now, because that's on SmugMug and it is memorialized, we haven't deleted it or anything like that, and we won't, but it is outside that realm of kind of the Flickr community or the Flickr commons, and they don't belong in the Flickr commons in the moment anyways. We've seen indications that this will probably be relevant to SmugMug accounts and SmugMug photographers as well. How that fits in, how those interact, I think will be interesting to see. But I don't have a good answer other than I think this is, to George's point, on other internet platforms, in this case, SmugMug being one of those other internet platforms. I think it's a relevant question for all of us building spaces online, especially for creators where, you know, art and writing and music and photos and where it is that we're helping people share with the world, what is the longevity of that? And I think SmugMug is solidly in that question. Yeah, it's huge, right? And personally, I've gone through funerals and deaths over the past couple of years, and that's always part of the question, right? What about the digital stuff? What about the social media? What do you do there? I mean, it's painful, but it's necessary because so much of our lives are digital these days, whether it's YouTube, just posting on social media or uploading photos, it's digital, which is, I would argue, more important than most of the things in the house here, right? That stuff, the stuff here can be replaced. Those things cannot be replaced. So you need to take care of those. I want to segue to the end here. Thank you guys for being so gracious with your time. This has been a great conversation. And I think an it's a pleasure. Yeah, it's an important, this is an important conversation. I love that you guys set the stage that we're at the very beginning of this and it's going to grow. It's going to ebb and flow. It's going to evolve over time. Ben, you set the stage of the infrastructure is robust and industry leading. It's not going anywhere. It's rock solid. And we're building on top of granite foundation to build this thing that's going to be around way longer than we are. So you know, there there were some conversations in my own the This Week in Photo Flickr group about longevity not too long ago. People were like, if I upload my images there, are they going to be there tomorrow? And the answer, I think, is a resounding yes. They're not going away. Flickr's been around since the beginning of time, and it will be around when the universe goes dark. Flickr will still be cranking. I <laughs> hope so. <laughs> So this is great. Electricity. Yeah, well, we have to figure that out. Solar. Suns will always be there. So, George, I want to give you the, the first crack at the sort of closing arguments here and future facing okay. discussion about the Flickr Foundation. You alluded to it before, but you were figuring it out and hiring smartly, not with reckless abandon. What, what, if you get your crystal ball out, right, and all things are possible and the world is still around in a year, <laughs> what, what do you want? And we touch base again. Say we're going to touch base again on December 14th, 2023 to see how things are going with the foundation. What do you want that conversation to look like? You know, it would, what would you want to have happened in the next 12 months? The obvious underlying question, in spite of all the great ideas and the general initiatives, is who's going to, Who's going to foot the bill? Sad as that sounds. So I would like to have a very strong lead on a potential endowment for the Flickr Foundation by this time next year. Yeah, okay. We're going to need an endowment if our outlook is 100 years from now. So yeah, that's always in the back of my mind. I can have ideas about things until the cows come home, but if we're talking about actual longevity, I'm going to need to cover the bill. Yeah. If you could, if you can hang your hat on one thing this time next year, like, hey, we secured the endowment. Now we have legroom and we can start executing on these other ideas. Yeah. Cool. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and thank you for coming on again. It's a pleasure. I'm not sure what time it is where you are in your part of the world, but 
I have a feeling it's not 10 a.m. It's really dark. <laughs> no, I think it's not that late, but I'm in London and it's snowing outside and it gets dark at 3.30 or something. So it feels like I'm in a Charles Dickens novel. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we're I'm in California, and that snow stuff that you mentioned, I think it's a myth. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think it exists. No, it's just that way, right there. It's <laughs> fake. I don't believe you. I'll take a picture for you. I'll send you a picture. Okay. All right, Ben, COO of Smug Mug and Flickr, and this week in photo, what's the what's the the outlook? The twelve year or not twelve year, twelve months outlook for where you'd like to see the Flickr Foundation in twenty three. Yeah, it's really fun and I'm really drawn towards that, like way out in the future, sort of big picture idea. But the simple truth of the world we're currently living in is most of the great photography archives, the historic photos are in basements on paper. I would love within this next 12 months to start being able to make inroads and getting more of these museums and archives and libraries, digitizing their work and then putting it on Flickr to engage their communities, right? The ones that are digitized are often, like we mentioned before, on a specialty site, not being engaged with their communities, et cetera. So I would love to see even just the immediate work of let's start bringing more of these collections onto Flickr as the very beginning work. So yeah, very, very practical sort of thing. Yeah. Just to be clear, I totally want that too. Absolutely. <laughs> and I have no doubt in my mind, that's that's uh, easy to achieve. Yeah, yeah. What a great project, though. What a great project. What a great important project. I think this is this is the uh, w one of the late night shows I watch. They have a segment called "The News We Need Right Now," and you very seldom do we get this news that's a positive with no ulterior motives. It's no politics, no negativity. It's just this company can do a thing. <laughs> And it's the right thing to do. So it's doing that thing. And that, that's what yeah. we're doing here. Yeah. Thanks. So thank you both for pushing this through. And I know there's a number of folks that have bloodshot eyes that have been cranking on this for the ne the last several months or so. So a huge thank you out to those folks as well for pushing this yeah. all out. I can't wait to see what's next. Please keep me posted. I'll be spying internally to see how it rolls out. But I can't wait to see what 2023, 24 holds. As both Smug Mug and Flickr, and this week in photo, but specifically Smug Mug and Flickr evolve to meet the demand of photographers everywhere. So good stuff. Thank you both for coming on. I appreciate it. And I will let you get on with your day of changing the world. Thank you both for coming on.